Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. And we've just been tying up a series on home is holy ground. And in the middle of that, we paused to remember and celebrate Elizabeth Elliot and the work that she did here on earth in helping all of us to serve him more. And we invited you to take our friendship challenge. We'd like to make your friend our friend. And we'd like to encourage you to invite someone to listen to the podcast and then to send us an email that just simply says, I'm listening. So I have two I'm going to share with you today. One is exactly what we said. Hi, I'm listening. My name is Patricia, last name I won't give, from Tyler, Texas, America. Okay, that's all she did. Perfect. Now we have one from another place, and I can't pronounce it. It's in New South Wales, Australia. But I'm going to tell you how many letters it has. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen letters and ends in man. Marumbateman, I think is what it is. In New South Wales, Australia. About a half an hour from the nation's capital of Canberra. So, she wrote and this wonderful paragraph. You don't have to do that. But she told us where she was listening from. And then she told this sweet story. And I wanted, I wanted to encourage you with it. Because maybe you've just joined us. Or maybe your kids are in that wondering age that does this kind of ministry encourage me enough for the long haul? We hope it does. And her words encouraged us. She said she moved into this community where she and her husband work at a retreat and conference center when they had an 18-month-old and a two-month-old. And she said it was the most difficult time in her life. I was drowning in all areas of my life and needed something to catch hold of to draw me out of the hopelessness I was feeling. One of the biggest things I was struggling with was the fact that I strongly believed in being a mum. You know, in Australia, they spell it M-U-M, at home with my children. But I wasn't prepared for how difficult it would be and how hard it was to enjoy it when I felt like such a failure. I came across your ministry online just before the change of the name. And we were formerly Homemakers by Choice, now Modern Homemakers. But it was actually the former name that captured me, given that I had chosen a life at home but was feeling so lost. The teachings and encouragements have been a lifeline. I needed to slowly gain ground on my habits of housekeeping and marriage and my calling as a mom. I still have a long way to go, but I find it easier to give myself grace these days and know that God is continually working with me. So thank you for following the call and including in the midst of this crazy, messy, beautiful season of life. May God bless you and your ministry. Thank you. That was a very encouraging email, and I read it not just because it encouraged those of us who are workers at Modern Homemakers, but I hoped it would encourage you. I don't know what stage you are. Maybe you are in the infant stage, an infant stage, and you can't even go out for a walk because of the pandemic. These are the days that, as this woman declares, she felt a failure and miserable and messy and didn't have a handle on it. But these days do pass, and then these children do grow up and go to school and go to college and get married. Get married. Last night I had the privilege of finding out that one 
of these young people who I've known since his mother since before he was even thought of got engaged last night. How is that possible, I say to myself? But that is what happens. So as we leave the series, I want to pause and say thank you and talk to you a little bit about you. I often jokingly say, are your children sucking the life from you? And a nursing mother will immediately say, yes, they are, because they are. But remember that this is for a season. This does pass. It truly changes. And remember my admonitions to you some time ago about being a reading woman, about making time for reading, and my telling you the story of my friend who said, put it in the bathroom, when I was whining about not having enough time to read. Now, my husband always says there are not enough hours in the world for the books that he and I want to read. But are you a reading woman? And if you say, I don't have time for that, I want to remind you to put it in the bathroom. You'll be amazed at what 15 minutes a day on any, even the heaviest subjects, can do for your soul and for your mind and can have an aggregate and a buildup. I want to talk to you about your home now and how it's going to be later, how you're going to be over these early years you're going to be over them. And you'll be calling me on the phone as my friend and colleague Amy did when the first of her three children left for college. She was suffering, suffering so hard. She was crying and bereft. How could this be over? It's my favorite job. It's the job I've loved most in my whole life. Now she's over there leaving. She loves the fact that she and her husband are doing the things they're doing, and they love being with their adult children. So these years will be over. What will you be doing when these years are over? I hear women say all the time, I have to keep my credentials up. I have to go back to work early because I may be moved out of the workforce in my occupation. I always want to say to them, well, I suppose if you think you or the work that credentials your work are in charge, that may be true. But I happen to believe very firmly, and I've seen it in the lives of thousands of women, who made the choice to stay at home, made the choice to make a priority segment of their life to raise their children, to build their marriages, to create a home that ran sufficiently. And I often hear them say that an older woman like myself was a part of mentoring or teaching them. And then as they got older, they realized that the brand new newbie mob down the street or sitting next to her in the pew she had something to say because she had a four-year-old and she could tell her they won't always be tinkling in their pants. So this work begins to create who you are and who you're going to be when these days are over. And I don't know how I started this, but it's somebody started it with me, I suppose. And I got a yellow file. I still have the yellow file. I think when I empty all the boxes, I'll probably get rid of it because it's ragtag. But it was so comforting to me. It was an expandable yellow file. And I started just dropping things into that file. And so I began to say, stuff your files. I'm stuffing my files. Mine is yellow and worn. And it was full of little pieces of paper, of ideas of quotes, of books I wanted to read, or books that I had read that I knew I wanted to reread. 
And like my young friend who I mentioned last time we were together, she wanted a ministry again, and I found that raising a family was a ministry, and often found that it gave a woman a little time to luxuriate on a plan. Did you hear me? Luxuriate on a plan. You have some free hours. You can actually get those children quiet for an hour a day. A lot of our husbands who are working full-time away from the house don't have that privilege. And if your family structure is set up in a way that you are at home with the children or caring for them in the house and all the things it takes to run a home and your husband is actually the breadwinner, if that's your structure, you definitely have an hour or two to sneak out. I remember a young friend who called me and said, you told me I should be stuffing my files. Does that include playing tennis? And we laughed so hard because she loved tennis and she suddenly discovered between this hour and this tower, three days a week, she could get in tennis. And I said, well, it does include tennis. Technology has probably been the greatest boon ever to helping you stuff your file. You can go there and watch a lecture. You can take a class online that you can do in the middle of the night or early in the morning or when the children are napping. You can finish your college degree one class at a time. You can join a book club. You can read a book online that you don't have to buy just so you can read it. So I want you to think about the things that w you would be adding to stuffing your file. Do you have a passion? Is your passion linked to talents or any training? Is there something you intentional about in your life? Are there some circumstances that drive you to think about the things that you might like to do? Right now, you don't have the time to do it, but you may have the time to do it, and maybe all that's doing now is stuffing your file, creating a place. Does it have to be yellow and expandable? No, it can be something on your computer. You just drop a note in. I did find there were some physical things, a memorial service, a quote from a magazine, and it was very easy for me to just rip it out and drop it in there. And I can remember when I finally got to the place where I Oh, I, there are some things in this literal file that go together. You know, I, I discovered about myself. I hadn't taken time to find out what my passions were. I knew what my spiritual gifts were. I knew what my personality style was. I knew the work I'd been called to do. I knew the work I had once done. I knew the things that I liked and enjoyed doing. So when I got to that place, and remember, I had one daughter. Now, God knew I wanted six, and I cried till I was 46 years old that I wasn't going to have five more. But God had a plan, and his plan for me and my generation was to mentor women. Uh, when my daughter went to college, my husband and I cried all the way home, but we had already begun to make some steps into things that he and I were going to do together, that Anissa was no longer in need of us as she once needed us, and I made a sheet of paper that had four points on it. And I want to give you these four points today. One, in those days, it was finish strong. Now, I, it doesn't say finish strong anymore. It says finish well. But in those days, I wrote finish strong. Second, be a woman of courage. Well, that was very important to me. And it was important to how I did what I wound up doing. Third, Make up your mind. 
and make up your mind comes straight out of the scripture. It was what Daniel did. And the scripture said, Daniel made up his mind. What did he make up his mind about? He was not going to bow down. He was not. And the fourth thing was to consider your ways. That's a very unusual phrase, but it comes out of an Old Testament book called Haggai, the first chapter. And they are in this process of rebuilding the temple. We're not going to do Old Covenant history today. But Haggai has been called to rebuild the Lord's house. And the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai saying, Is it a time for you yourselves to live in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruin? Paneled houses. They had dress-up houses and the, the church was torn. Now therefore, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And I was so struck with that. I can still remember being so struck with that. And that became my fourth point. Consider my ways. Finish strong. Be a woman of courage. Make up your mind and consider your ways. And these words, I made an effort to use as a guide to help me find what God would call me to do. What would it look like when I was no longer needing to spend the bulk of my time in creating our home, in organizing our home, in looking for dishes for our home, in building memories in our home? I, 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 we, we, were, we had done so much of that, being hospitable, having people in our home, having things to host people when they came, creating a guest room that was comfortable, wasn't beautiful. One of our houses, it was beautiful because it turned out to be a really big room with its very own bathroom. But most of our times, it was a bed and a clean bed and clean towels and a few simple things that helped the guests feel like they could come in and sleep and shower and go on their merry way. So then I began to add things to this file about myself. I looked at my goals that I had written as a young woman, goals that I'd set out to do in my life. I made the activity wheel for my wardrobe. You can find that in the book that I wrote on getting organized. I made a mission statement. A mission statement was different than my life goals. I decided that I was going to have an annual goal Every year, I was going to take my life goal and drive something out of it that would be something I would work on in that year. This year, 2020, was overwhelming receiving and giving love. I went through some personality profiles, the Myers-Briggs and work style preferences. I made a list of things I was interested. I looked through the file and recognized how I was reading and what I was reading and what I was really interested in. And then I began to make a list of my experiences that had gone on, my education. I wrote a testimony that looked different for how I came in to love Christ and how I could use these things in my life now that I was an at-home woman looking for something to do. It fell very easily. It fell very easily. All of that stuff came for me to recognize that I had for a very long time been interested in this thing that had changed my life. You've heard me talk about it. 
I was the proverbial slob. I couldn't find my keys six times a day. I was late for absolutely everything. I'm still often late. I bought things I already knew I had. I looked for things I knew I had and couldn't find. It was a mess. And then I began to get organized. As I got organized, I was so encouraged about organization that I began to share it with people. And then people would say, would you come and teach a little class? And then would you do it for our Sunday school class? Then would you for mom's group? And then would you do it for this group and this group and this group? And, and then suddenly I was doing it and I was traveling around the country and, and talking about it. And then a publisher came and said, would you write a book about it? Now, I didn't expect to do any of those things. But I was looking at the things I had stuffed in my file. So mom, woman, wife, mother, who has capacities to do many other things, and who, when you are through with this life-sucking time from our children, and you literally look at your husband and you say, we're done. You know, we did the part of parenting. The roles will change. We'll always be their mother and father. What's next for you? Maybe it starts before they're gone. I was doing some of the speaking I just described as our daughter was in high school. And when she left for college, it was very easy for me to add more things to my calendar and more things and more books and more speaking and more teaching and more topics and then podcasting. So I want to encourage you to think as I did and to encourage other women as I have to stuff your file Make some time in this place called home, this place called holy ground, to inspect what God is doing in you and to expect him to use your life for his glory when all of this work has been done and done completely and successfully. And remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day in stuffing your very own file.